All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the officially unofficial podcast. Uh, it's your boys, DJ Bray and Hurricane Matt, coming at you live from the attic. Uh, the attic. If you hear a hum in the background, uh, that would be a space heater because it's 42 degrees up here. Yeah, it's freaking freezing. Matt legitimately is wrapped in a fleece blanket right now. And uh, I look, like, look kind of like a grandma. It's good. You're like posted up in the recliner, you know? Yeah, I'm feeling nice. It's I need good. A little cup of tea and some laxatives. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. that thing. What's it, Matt going to say? It's like seven the, seconds. He's got the Reader's Digest on his right. the side of the thing right now. So, Yeah, man. It feels like it's been a minute since we've done some done some podcast recording. Yeah, dude. We hadn't recorded in freaking a couple weeks, man. I, I guess we, because uh, we, we did a couple there in a short little spurt yeah. just because we knew we were going to be pretty busy. Yeah. So Gearing life. Up for, gearing up for the, the Thanksgiving week. Oh you got, yeah. You got any plans? Traveling, family? Yeah, I'll be going to my grandparents, I think, and Fun. eating, you know, sweet potato casserole Ooh, until okay. I throw up. What what are y'all doing? Are y'all family? Oh my gosh, dude. My family's crazy. It's you gonna do- be like Thursday one place, Friday another place, Saturday I have to come back and run sound mm. at City Church and then we're going to another place. So just try to gain like nineteen pounds, dude. Yeah, some I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I've lost in the last couple of months. I've lost <laughs> twenty pounds. Yeah, you look good. Thanks, man. Yeah, um, fixing to gain it. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. Oh, there it was. It was it's in that been, bowl of sweet potato casserole with marshmallows it, on top. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like this happens to me every time I have to silence the phone. I don't have friends, so no one texts me. So it's not a huge problem. <laughs> Shut up. So we're talking about today um, relationships. Some of y'all need this because you suck at relationships. I think everybody sucks at relationships. Yeah, I, I do too. I really suck at them. Yeah, it's interesting because we did the segment on social media. Um, I guess that was the last one that we posted. Um, and one of the things we talked about in that um, segment was this idea that, you know, being this like social media generation, um, a lot of our relationships have become what I would call self-seeking. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a, hey, look at me, look what I can do. Um, or even on the flip, it's kind of like, um, you need to do this for me. You know, like we, we talked about this idea of like the, the Nashville vibe, if you want to call it, where Mm -hmm. we simply network for some self gain, you know, or, um, self promotion thing. And it's funny because even in relationships, not even romantic relationships, but like people posted up at coffee shops looking for like real, you know, engagement with other human beings that those things can quickly become like, what can you do for me? Um, and so, um, and then on top of that, just the the, you know, we, of course we talked about this already, but posting, here's the highlights, you know. Yeah. Which, yeah. for the record, I think me, me and Becca Swink were the only people <laughs> that I know of that posted. Hashtag let's get real. Hashtag let's get real. So me and Becca, Becca, if you're listening to this, girl, it's me and you, man. We're the yep. only real people out there. Yep. And, so uh, we'll give you guys a second a second go at that. Um, Hashtag let's get real. Post post a picture. Post a a, a story. Whatever you want to do about the realness, the rawness of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think uh, I think that was one of the things that you know in doing this whole podcast. We've talked about this, but the idea was to simply, hopefully, say some things that um, what my chair squeak or something. No, I keep having. I keep thinking of funny things that I didn't want to say because I didn't want to interrupt the flow of what you were saying. No, dude. And if I said it, you'd probably have to go back and edit it anyway. That's why I wish we cut could, it out. I wish we could video this so that you guys could see how many times that happens in our recordings. <laughs> dude, like, I'm trying I to look <laughs> over and I just see like Matt giggling to himself. He's like, like snickering <laughs> in my in my afghan over here. Like 
<laughs> I just think of stuff, dude. Like you were talking and I was just like, you were talking about, uh, let's get real. And I was thinking about, I, I was going to make up a, a story about, cause I said that me and Becca were the only ones and I was going to make up a story about what Becca's was and it was going to be a lie. But then I thought I better not say that because it might embarrass her or something. Or you I can't know. remember. Hers was like just her sitting, eating some popcorn, watching some show. I think I can't remember exactly. Yeah, what it she was. was she was going through. She actually texted me, which I thought was super cool because she was just telling me how she had, was kind of going through a rough week, had a few things happen, and she texted me to let me know and asked you know for me to be like thinking and praying for her and stuff. That's cool. And uh, what was really neat is that she I think she listens or at least listened to a couple of our episodes, and so it was neat that. She found encouragement in that, so yeah. I don't know. So yeah. there, 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 I am being self-seeking, like you know. Matt's only in this for the for the followers. Yeah, yeah. I'm in it for the vibes. He's gained he's gained four followers on Instagram since we started this. So yeah, which quadruples my <laughs> normal <laughs> ratings. So what what were we talking about? Let's go. Oh, track. relationships or something like that. I don't remember. Oh, but uh, yeah, I don't have much to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things. Um, Hopefully we'll kind of get into some some maybe personal like stories struggles if you want to call it but um, let's bear all you bear all let's just let's just get let's get real. emotionally naked here emotionally for naked for all of our listeners wow. haven't haven't heard that one that's good well once again I wish you guys could could see this in video it would get be even more funny so it was kind of crazy um, I think we've even talked about this man but like I feel like so many people that we kind of interact with on a weekly basis are in such a crazy season of like transition. Um, and not only like with jobs, with money, with relationships, all that kind of stuff, but, uh, just in, just in like with life. And, uh, it's funny. I think a lot of it comes back to relationships and some of the, some of the people that I'm like kind of close with that are going through these things it's not only like challenged there, either their marriage relationships or things like that, but it's even challenged like our our relationship, like mine and this person. Right. Um, well, it's, it's crazy, dude. Like in the midst of transition, like when you when you talk about relationships, be that a friend, maybe a coworker, a wife or husband, girlfriend, yeah. boyfriend, whatever. Like it really changes the dynamic of your life. Whenever, let's say that you add new relationships or whatever, it can uh, it can that that might change for a positive or something like that it might add more value to your life or maybe you've lost somebody in some sense be it you know not to get morbid but maybe it's death or maybe yeah. it's like a breakup or something or, or you and your friend had a falling out and like I've been going through this thing and I think we'll get to more of this in a little bit but I'm literally having to like relearn what my life is going to look like because of some relationship things yeah you know like within the last three years mm. there was a few relationships that were really heavily that I was really heavily invested in and and probably took a lot of my time up and energy in, in a good way. But now those things, there's a bit more margin between me and those people. And, you know, I found myself the other day, I got off work and I was like, what do I do? Yeah. I don't know what to do now. Like, mm. I didn't, it was just the weirdest feeling. It was a, it was a sense of, you know, maybe loneliness would be a good word, but not, not in like a real depressing way. Just kind of like, you know, I got to find new yeah. rhythms. Yeah. So the other day, um, was posted up at Blue Cell. Um, actually, I think you were working, and uh, it was kind of a slow morning. And uh, sitting there, just doing some reading, working on some music stuff. And uh, there's a a couple young girls. I've seen them in there a few times, and um, struck up a conversation just randomly about uh, 
some rotting stuff one of the girls was working on. And somehow we got in this conversation about just life and the season that she's in and different things and um, got on the subject of relationships and what that looked like for her and being like a mid-20s single girl and, um, you know, kind of what she thought about that and how she felt about, you know, kind of where God was taking her and leading her in that, in that stuff. And so, um, it was really interesting because like I've, you know, I've been married for over two years now and I just don't think about being single anymore. Obviously I don't, I don't really have a reason to, but, um, you don't think about like, I remember like how confusing and frustrating that was at times, you know, and uh, especially being like, you know, mid twenties, you like, you've graduated college, you've kind of got this, like, I've done these things. So like this stuff should like kind of be the next step. Right. Um, and sometimes it's just not and and that's either, well, it's always God's timing, I believe, but, um, but there might be other factors that, that play into that. And so, but it was, it was interesting because she, she was kind of explaining kind of her thoughts about where she was at in life. And she was talking about this idea that, um, she believed that, uh, and I thought it was really cool. She was talking about how, like, the, in the season, God is, like, kind of preparing her for, like, what's next. And she believed that to be, like, that relationship. Like, if you want to call it the one. So um, we're talking, like, a romantic. We're talking yeah, marriage I mean, type thing. Yeah, she's, she's, she's kind of. Yeah, she was talking about, like, I mean, she'd been single for a good amount of time. And, okay, all right. Um, you know, I even asked her, like, what what does that look like for you in the past? And she said, you know, she's never had, like, a real serious kind of relationship yeah. where it was, like, a healthy you know, relationship. Um, she had dated a bunch of like punk dudes that just were in it for themselves right. and whatever reason, you know. And uh, I don't recall dating her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. And uh, and so um, it, it, I don't know, man. It was just it was an interesting conversation because I haven't thought about those things in so long. Yeah. Um, and it got me kind of tracking on some of this stuff and and thinking back to like when I was single and how one I simply wanted a relationship just to kind of feel like I could fit in, you know? Um, I didn't like being single. Like, single sucked. Yeah, for um, sure. And and I'll, I'll go back to that, like, you know, kind of maybe maybe later on in this, but, like, I think one of the big reasons that I hated being single was because I didn't want, I didn't spend my time. Like, I didn't manage my time well. Um, I did a lot of, like, really stupid, selfish things and um, wasn't investing in myself, like, in my spiritual health and my emotional health, like, was just kind of coasting mm-hmm. um and so i was just bored all the time and so i sought out relationships to just not be bored <laughs> you know yeah dude and and we were talking about this earlier um before we started recording just the, the kind of like that this is probably more geared for the guys but maybe girls do this too i don't know but we typically we, we all have this like god complex like we want to fix oh, yeah. we want to be the savior and so mm-hmm. it's really interesting like i think back to myself and i would uh be it dating relationships or even just like kind of flirting around with girls or spending time with girl friend girls type girlfriends. Uh, there was this thing where I would like, if a girl, uh, if she talked to me in a way that gave me an avenue to like fix a problem in her life, to like tell her something helpful or do something for her, like I jumped all over it, which was really funny because it wasn't even about necessarily fixing whatever thing that was in her life. It was more about me needing to feel yeah. like, you know, that I was a hero. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really funny how I think the idea of relationships and the way that we date is actually incredibly selfish. And I don't even have a better way to do it. 
Like, I'm not saying I know the, the right way to do it, but I just think it's human nature, man. Think about it. Uh, when you start, you know, getting interested in a guy or a girl, um, the first thing is probably physical attraction. Mm-hmm. You like the way they look. That's about you. They satisfy that this this thing and the aesthetic need that you have. Then you start. Uh, imagine how many times you're like, dude, we have so much in common. Like, okay, so she's just like me. So it really brings out the like narcissism in yourself. Like, okay, so she's you like her for how she looks because that appeals to your aesthetic needs. Yeah. You like her because her interests are the same as yours, um, or or y'all have common personality traits or something like that. But you don't think about her in terms of like her. Yeah. Or, you know, for a girl thinking about in terms of whatever dude they're dating. And so it's just really funny to me how even in our good motives, how how selfish and self-seeking the idea of pursuing relationships can yeah. actually be. Yeah. And then there's that, this idea of going in, you know, I guess if, if dating is the game, marriage is winning, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, that's what Marshall from How I Met Your Mother said. <laughs> and so uh, he seemed to be doing okay. Yeah. But if that's the if that's true, then it really sets you up for a false uh, perception of marriage. Because yeah. you get into marriage and all of a sudden you see everything about her or him that's not like you, everything that pisses you off. Yeah. You know, you love her but you hate her type of thing. You see you see the dirty edges of like Yeah, man. Both, but you know, both both parties and that. Um yeah, man, and, and it's funny because and even in that, and go back to what you said earlier about like, you know, this whole like social media generation and how we post the highlights mm-hmm. is it even in dating like, oh it's kind of like you know that you remember, you remember like those like first you go on those like first dates and it's just like tell me all the things that i would like about you you know yeah. like in the conversations and it's like well i did this and i've done this and you know and then like by like date four or five you've run out of things to brag about yourself right about. You know, and so, so you have to like, do magic tricks. Yeah, so you have to start doing magic Which tricks. Which is why I learned know? card tricks. Exactly, and and Matt's really dang good at card <laughs> tricks. It's crazy. Um, did actually, you did you find uh, like did you find because I feel like this is true for me, and and I I would venture to guess that you may be the same way. I was really good at like the beginning stages of dating. Oh yeah, like there was something like about being the charmer and like setting up the good date or like having that good conversation and like knowing how to it's kind of the salesman in me, like knowing how to speak to that area mm-hmm. that maybe the girl would want or whatever. But then as the relationship progressed, like, like you said, you'd run out of the tricks or whatever. And it wasn't that I was being fake necessarily. It was just that, okay, I've used all my, my moves and now there's nothing left, but like the shitty parts of me. Well, let's be real. By date four or five, when I was running out of the charming, like, let me be the the sweet guy that's going to woo you. Yeah. That's when it started getting physical because I would run out of like sweet life giving things to do for this girl. Right. Um, and so we would start pursuing other avenues of spending our time together. And then like that became the easy thing to do to make each other feel right. wanted, if you want to call it. Which um, is funny because I know that not everyone that listens to this, like some people are like, well, so what if you get physical? Me and, me and my girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, like yeah. you know, we hump like rabbits all the time and they don't even see like, yeah. they may not see that as a problem or yeah. like a sin or like, yeah. but I will say this, that even statistically speaking, couples who are um, physically active in, in what I would assume to be a sexually active relationship, uh, I want to say that I read and, and I don't have this source for this or whatever. So someone's going to probably think I'm stupid, but yeah. 
I remember it talking about couples who got physically active prior to being in a seriously committed relationship. In this context, I think it, they were actually talking about marriage and couples who actually cohabitate, just yeah. live together. Yeah. The, the, the divorce rate is actually higher. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's simply because you've built your foundation on something that isn't lasting. Like I would, sh- I would say there is a couple that's listening and they're like, yeah, so what we've been, like we've, right. been, we've been banging it out forever. Yeah, we like, don't believe so in what? God, so like yeah. we don't hold to your. I would challenge you this b- biblical go, sex thing. Go two weeks without having sex and try to find ways to spend your time together and see, like, without doing those things and see how you feel after two weeks of that. You know, like I remember being in relationships like that where that was the foundation, and we would be like, you know, oh, we need to be spiritual. Like we need to stop this mm-hmm. simply for the sake of like. We need to stop this. You know, if I was really, if I'd have really cared, I'd have been like, hey, we probably need to break up and not see each other anymore because <laughs> we can't stop, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, after like a couple of weeks of that, you're bored out of your mind. You're incredibly pissed at each other. All you do is fight um, because you don't know how to love one another yeah. without going, you know, to that for that quick fix. And so, <clears throat> so it kind of goes back to like, like these relationships cannot be self-seeking. Like they just can't. Yeah. Um, and, and again, dude, even, even, and some people might argue with this. I think this is absolutely true that especially in the earlier stages of your relationship, if there is like a sexual, physical, uh, even emotional dude, like a lot of times that is self-seeking, Yeah, you know, like a lot of the, a lot of the girls maybe are looking for, um, validation and feeling special or beautiful Mm -hmm. or you know whatever and guys are looking at being the hero like make me feel good make me feel respected type of thing and so like we both we both come to each other to meet each other's needs and we freaking suck at it like like so in in my marriage like and we'll i think maybe touch more on this later but i uh because of some of the wounds that i had just emotional wounds from childhood up to you know being an adult um I went into my relationship and I had kind of placed this unfair expectation on her where because I was had all these little these little pockets of unhealth in my own soul basically I would look to her for this sense of affirmation and validation and uh and so what what would happen is when she when she was given that stuff oh dude it was great I'm feeling good but then if she didn't give it to me like it was I felt rejected, abandoned, and then I'd get pissed off and yeah. then we'd fight or something like that. So what I'd really done is like place the mantle of like God or something yeah. on her. And then when she wasn't a very good God, I'd get pissed off at her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is so self-seeking for me, dude. Like, and then I wonder, you know, like, well, how did our little fights turn into these massive ordeals? Like, yeah. well, it's cause you guys were looking at each mm-hmm. other to be something that you couldn't possibly be. And I, and I'll say this, man, and this actually came up in that, in that coffee shop conversation i was having you know a few days ago but like like one i firmly believe that we were designed for relationships you know yeah like if you go back to the beginning of of the bible um you know like god had created adam dude standing in like the middle of paradise and he says hey it's not good for you to be by yourself like which i just find that funny like that i think that goes to show like how not only important but like how we were designed for for relationships, like for community, for yeah, um, like togetherness, um, and then not only are we designed for them, but I think we have the potential to be good at them, um, 
but but here's here's what it comes down to for me, and this is what I've learned. And it's it's a really simple concept, but it's almost it's for me and like who I am, like what I struggle with, like it's incredibly difficult to latch on to is relationships are two broken people, two jacked up people, like mm-hmm. trying to do life together and like love one another and respect one another and like be life giving, you know, to one another like right. to one another. Um but we do what you just said and we either place ourselves in the in the God like yeah. place or we put that other person in the God place and we walk away feeling incredibly unfulfilled mm-hmm. or like that we, we need or we need something else and like I think that's like even to when you get into like you know you talk about being unfaithful and things like that like you put somebody in that position and they constantly let you down like constantly let you down and so you say screw them I'm gonna go find somebody else that can do that right and you continue down that path and you're gonna continue to feel that way and so what I what I had the the opportunity to talk about with this this girl at the coffee shop that is unless God is the one guiding and directing that relationship, like it's never going to be anything but self-seeking and unfulfilling. So how do you think that, uh, how, how do you think that fits in? It's interesting that you say that I was talking a girl that works with me. Um, we get to talk every day. She's an atheist and she's a total sweetheart. She is totally crazy for her husband. They've got a really good relationship. They seem to be good parents. They've got two little kids. Yeah. How do you think that fits into like their marriage? I mean, cause they don't, they don't even believe in God necessarily. And yeah. so they're certainly not like the crux of their relationship is not driven by some belief in God mm-hmm. or, or like a uh, compass that points them and guides them yeah. or whatever. So how does, do you think that like, would you say that their relationship is only self-seeking or like, would you like, how, how does that fit into, into the realm of like, people who aren't Christians? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's kind of like this, man. And I I love sitting down to talk with people that don't have the same worldview as me because one of the questions I always come back to is, okay, do you believe in love? Mm-hmm. And if they say yes, then where, like, where does that come from? Because if we're simply on this earth just to live and die, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the point of that? I mean, you know, you could go through the whole like, well, we're stronger together, yeah, sure. You know, kind of, kind of vibe. But like, even that, like, if we're just creatures trying to trying to eat and breathe, you know, then what's the point of love? What's the point of intimacy? What's the point of all that all that stuff? And so, I think they're tapping into something and they're pursuing something that when they don't when they don't believe in God or they don't believe in whatever you know whatever it is that we believe in. Um my question would simply be like, where, like, where's that source for you? Like you yeah. pursue love and you want this and you, and you feel these things and you know, they have a good marriage and stuff like that. And I know, I know lots of people that don't go to church and don't follow Jesus and don't, I mean, they've never even picked up a Bible in their life, but they have healthy relationships. Right. Um, and I think that's because they have, they have found that somewhere along the way is that those relationships cannot be simply for like about them. Right. And I don't think you have to, you don't you don't have to be a Christian to understand that. Right. You I mean, there are people who are not Christians that like wake up and realize like if I don't beat my wife and if I don't like cheat on her and if I don't like constantly come home and just like act like a selfish prick, yeah. We might have a good relationship. Like I don't think you it's not a you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. But then somewhere along the way um I think there there is a question that comes into to play and it's kind of like um, 
like, like, I don't know. For me, like, how, how do I go about being, how do I continue to become a better husband? You know, like, yeah. Because if I'm simply just doing it to like please her and to, you know, meet her needs and to keep the house clean and like that kind of stuff, like, yeah, we'll be okay. But I'm probably going to get to to kind of a wall where that's just simply not enough, sure. you know? And it's not enough for her. It's not enough for me. Um, well, and I would say, and this is coming from my Christian worldview, obviously, but, you know, if I'm going to say that I believe that we're created in God's image, then, you know, I, that's all of us. And so whether you're a Christian or not, like my belief is still like you're still created in God's image. And the cool thing for me about that is that it allows me to look at my atheist friend and her husband. Yeah and say, she's still created in God's image. So even despite her unbelief yeah. or her lack of uh, Christian, whatever, spiritual, whatever, like she can still reflect the image of God, yeah. like in a sense, you know, like I, I just, I think we almost box, I think we kind of, it almost comes around as arrogant. Like we kind of box ourselves in as, in as like, Christians are the only ones that can really have joy yeah. or have happiness or good marriages. Like, and I mean, obviously atheists just kill and rape and all that kind of stuff. Like they don't have a moral <laughs> compass. Like, no, I'm kidding. I said that so I, seriously that people are like, whoa. Wow. Wow. There's the Easter egg. Um, there it is, dude. There it is. <laughs> um, and I, and I'll, I'll, I'll go to say this, man, that I think that really healthy relationships come down to, to being authentic. Um, you kind of hit on it earlier, but like, I, I feel like we walked into a lot of relationships, um, early on, you know, trying to be those, like, you know, those like good daters, if you want to call it or whatever. Yes. Um, dude, it's the same crap you date. And you said this, but you date like your freaking social media page. Yeah. I'm gonna show her all the good stuff. And when she's locked in, she can start seeing some of the real terrible things. Yeah. You know, and and then we get upset when they don't freaking receive it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, And I'll just say this, man. And I, I am. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Alicia. I'm thankful for my wife because I'll tell you this, the thing that separated her from the rest of the other like girls that I had dated was simply like, I, I had kind of decided in my own life that I, like I, I went about a year and a half without dating anybody. Um, you know, I had a couple like random encounters because I was just an idiot, you know, you whatever. Just, like, held hands with a girl or something? Yeah. I just had, you know, yeah. That, yeah, totally, that thing. Dude. Um, but <laughs> But uh, I remember I remember meeting her, and basically just saying I'm just gonna put it all on the table. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna try this authentic thing. I'm gonna yeah, try man. this whole like breaking down the walls, like letting her like you know like like you know raising the door and just letting the just letting it flood out. And uh, I remember telling her all the all this stuff. I remember I remember even telling her stuff that I never told anybody, like stuff from my childhood, like some pretty like crazy jacked up stuff. Was that pretty scary? Oh, it was scary as crap, dude. I remember I, I can I remember that night very vividly. Like we're sitting on the roof of the underground house that I lived in, you know, <laughs> just getting destroyed by mosquitoes. And uh, you know, we we had probably been hanging out for a couple of weeks at that point, and. Uh, I think we had just kind of decided that, like, we were a, we were a Facebook official, you know, like that whole mm. thing. Um, and I remember thinking, like, if I'm gonna move forward with this girl, because she was so different, dude. She was so different than any girl I'd ever. I, I mean, she didn't, she didn't put up with my bullcrap, you know. Like, she saw right through the whole yeah, like yeah. facade of like, you know, Mister Perfect. Like, she saw right through that, which is really funny because I was only her second, like, r- like boyfriend, yeah. like ever. 
like she was homeschooled and like a complete dork, you know? And so <laughs> she was um, homeschooled. I like yeah, that you qualified yeah. that. Um, you know, and so, uh, um, she's really smart. So I'm thankful for that. But, um, but yeah, man, like she saw right through me. And so I knew that for me to like be in that and for it to go well, like I was going to have to be authentic. I was going to have to be real. And so, yeah, it was scary as crap. And I remember, I remember just like, like just turning it on and, and, and telling her all that stuff. And I remember, I remember her first, the first thing she said, cause Alicia's like a verbal processor. Um, and so she just kind of like, just, just let's go, just let, you know, like, like, let's go. But at the same time, like sometimes I'll say something, um, and she'll like, she'll need a few minutes, like, because she doesn't really know like what to think. Um, and so she kind of needs a few minutes because she might, she she might say something that's just like doesn't make any sense, you know. Yeah. And so, but I remember uh, I she that. kind of took a few seconds, and I'm I'm just like weeping, and you know, like, I mean, it was a real emotional moment. And she was like, "I can work with that. I can work with that." You know. And and I remember her saying like, "I forgive you," wow. and um, like I'm in this. And it was like at that moment I was like, "Wow, that actually worked." You're like, like I need to go buy a ring. Yeah, I need to go buy a ring immediately. You know now. Um, which is funny. Lock her in before she changes her mind. Exactly. Um, and so, but over the years, man, like since, since that night, like I've, and I'm, I'm terrible at this, man. Cause I, 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 I'm like the, I'm like the poster child of this generation. Like, it's really easy for me to <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep the, the highlight, you know, like just here's my top 10 plays of the week. Right. You know, like, like throw that out there for people to see. Um, but on the inside, I'm like this really, um, like selfish, like angry, kind of, kind of just self-righteous person, whatever, um, that, that constantly has to go to Jesus and say, man, like you've got to, you got to guide me. You got to fix me. Cause you know, like all that stuff. And, and I'm, you know, it's, it's been crazy, man. Like marriage has been the most gospel centered thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Like it's like every day kind of points me back to like, you know, that, that need for that. But anyways, I said all that to say that authenticity has got to be like the, the foundation, you know, like, um, you got, you got two like jacked up people trying to come together and say, Hey, I want to, I want to love you. I want to spend my life with you. I want to, and not even on a, romant, a romantic side, even in a friendship. But I know? think what they really mean is, I want you to love me. It's not, I don't think most of us go into it going, yeah, I want to love this person. Yeah. Because if we think about that, that's scary as hell, dude. Like, oh, absolutely. Because that means putting up with things you don't want to, man. Mm-hmm. And man, you were talking about authenticity, dude. And I started thinking about, you know, getting vulnerable and kind of like bearing all yeah. and, and, and showing, all right, here's, here's my stuff. Yeah. And dude, I started thinking about, you talk about jacked up people, like the, my own nature could be so, um, I, I guess a good word might be manipulative that mm. I could even, I could even see myself going into that type of conversation. And like, in order for me to get the courage to be that open and transparent, it'd be like me using it as, it'd be like a play. Like, oh, wow. oh dude, I'm going to spill the beans on this. Mm. And like, she's going to love this sense of transparency and vulnerability in me. Yeah, And even that, like, sucks i mean Mm. so like like even that self-seeking so there is there is value in just just kind of being confident in who you are yeah you know like i think a lot of people go into relationships to overcompensate for their lack of confidence Mm -hmm. you know like and when i say a lot of people like i'm like the king of that well sometimes that's even the that's even the 
the desire is that I need this relationship to make me not so insecure. Yeah. You know? Um, when all it does is draw out your insecurities even more. Uh, absolutely. And then you get married and it's like a freaking magnifying glass over your life, man. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and I, we talk about just relationships in general, man. Like I'm, I'm in, I'm at this weird crossroad where, you, you know, especially those who are listening to this podcast, uh, they have no clue what's going on in my life. But yeah. for the last four months, I've been walking through a pretty big, uh, uh, a separation, I guess is what you call it. I don't yeah. I was trying to think of like a clean cut way to make that not feel so crappy, but, yeah. uh, and now potentially walking through a divorce yeah. and well, not potentially I am. Yeah. Um, and so it's just funny that we're talking about this because even as I speak, I kind of speak with confidence of the knowledge that I have about it. Mm. And yet it's really, most of the stuff I know is because me just being sucky, you know? Mm. And so, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see not only in my own life, but, you know, for those that listen to this thing, the 11 people that listen, man, it'll be interesting to, for them to watch like, my little journey kind of unwind, which kind of excites me, dude, because one of my biggest pet peeves, I think I've shared this before, is like when people, when people go and like tell a a piece of their story in the name of transparency, but it's always that thing that they've been through, Yeah, which is cool. There's value in that, but I'm in this weird spot where I'm having to speak to this situation. What you're like walking through. Yeah. Like I'm in it. I don't freaking know. Like, dude, you know, I feel like I'm walking through the stages of grief, dude. I'm pissed off one day, sad the next, denying crap the next, you know, I mean, we talk about it. And so it's, uh, but it's, what I'm saying is it's interesting that like, like you wanted to bring up relationships. Like that was your idea for this topic. And a part of me got real excited and a part of me got anxious because that means I don't even know how to talk about relationships right now. Yeah. Like for me, I'm fixing to have to learn how to be single again and it scares yeah. the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, man. No. It's like I'm in counseling and, right now. And I wish, and I, w- I really wish you guys could, you know, like you said, like the 11 people that listen to this, um, I wish we could like have those 11 people like in here right <laughs> now and we'll just turn the mics off and just have a raw conversation about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you're ever sitting at Blue Cell, you know, throughout the week, like, you know, come talk to us and we'll, we'll, We'll get more in depth on this kind of stuff, but we should have um, a roundtable podcast episode. We should, we That'd should. Be killer, yeah, we we'll just all all you guys that actually give a crap about any of this stuff. We'll just we'll we'll have you over to to our house or whatever, and we'll we'll just sit around and talk and do a live recording. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be super. Tight. That'd be super tight. You know, hashtag Let's get real. Yeah, and man. Woo. Roundtable talks. Yeah, but um, and I and I just say this, and I you know for you guys that don't have like a an in-depth knowledge of like what's going on in Matt's life or, or the past, you know, like year, um, is like, I have seen in Matt, like, it's hard to put it in words. Um, like it's crazy that what you said it earlier, man, like in relationships, like surface all the nastiness in our life. Like, like you, you cannot walk through like something like marriage um, and and try to hide too many things for too long. Like all that stuff comes out. Like Dude. sooner or later it comes out. Um, and it's funny how it surfaces because it never surfaces in the way that you think it would. Like no. Like I've learned in the last two in the last two years just how much of my broken family, like 
was embedded in me, you know, like, like how, how jacked with you. Like, Oh, now. absolutely. Absolutely. Like, like so, I catch, I catch myself doing things that, that, you know, my mom or dad used to do. And it's like that you hated or something. that I, that I hated. And it's like, Oh my gosh, like, what is this stuff? Or like, you know, things that I thought were like, like dead in me that, yeah. you know, cause I used to have a really severe anger problem. Like with when, like when I was a teenager and like even into college, um, and there's been times that like I find myself getting so frustrated over like the dumbest stuff. Yeah. And and I and I have to like go sit in a corner somewhere by myself, just breathe, because it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Um I, I, we're gonna come back. I'm gonna come back to yeah. my story, but I just want in a second, I do want to you remember my story about me going in the bathroom with when I I'll share it in a second. Finish what you were saying. Dude. Anyways, it, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I just yeah. have to tell you. I'm trying this. to think about what that was, but um but yeah, anyways, I say I say all to say that What's been cool about this in the sense that Matt is walking through the, the call it what you want to call it. the Blow the, to the nuts is the, what I like blow to Blow to the it. nuts. But like, you know, the, the, the unraveling of a, of a relationship, yeah. if you want to call it, is that his own perspective of relationships, not only his relationship with God, but his relationship even with like our relationship, like his friends, has not only strengthened, but I think like, I, I mean, I, like I've seen you change in ways that like, I never thought I would see like, you, you know, like even for you to sit there and say that the manipulative side of you, I can't oh, say yeah. that's a hard word to say, um, <laughs> like would even kind of like lead you into like wanting to say something, but yeah. for you to catch that and just call it what it is, man. Like, um, anyways, that's just, that's just cool. There's just something want, refreshing about yeah. like just being honest about yourself like, yeah. or with yourself. I think, I think most of us kind of avoid being honest with ourselves. For sure. and, dude, it just, it's, it's killed me, man. Like, it's led me to all these crappy places, you know, like, so if I'm honest with myself, maybe I can be honest with other people too. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't give a crap anymore, dude. Like I don't, I mean, well, but you've, you've, you've pushed through, like, you you don't have time for surface level. Like, you know, like you've, you've walked through, like you're walking through what I believe, honestly, one of the hardest things you can go through in, in right. regards to a relationship, like the the like the hardest thing I believe, yeah. Um, and so like in your conversations, like you know the whole like it'll be okay, like n- like don't tell me things like that. Like if you want to if you want to talk, like let's talk and let's be real. But like I- I'm not gonna sit around and have these like vague just like blah conversations. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this real quick before you you get into what you're gonna say, but like. Um, like I'm reading this book right now called Scary Close, you mm-hmm. know, I think it's like Don Miller or Don whatever. Miller, yeah. Um, and basically the whole point of this book is to, to get past like the stupid surface level relationships to dive in deep and yeah. actually let people see like what's going on inside of your life. Because when you do that, I think it only like, it only brings about like health in your relationship, um, health in yourself and then health in those relationships right. you're pursuing. And he and he said something in this book. He was talking about his his fiance, and I mean, this dude's like got he's loaded, got tons of money, he's famous, he's got this huge amount of influence. Um, and this this woman he's engaged to, like she she's not like a woman of influence, not famous, you know, not all those things. Like, um, and how she doesn't want those things, like she doesn't care about those things. She yeah. simply wants to connect. And he talked about this. He goes that um, uh, not everything that attracts us. Um, connects to us, and I think at the source of all this that like, we talk about, authentic, like, you know, being authentic. We talk about, um, 
you know, integrity, like all this kind of stuff. But I think the real, like, we simply want to connect. Um, and I think what you're going through has not only strengthened that desire to connect with people, but I think it's kind of given you, like, now you have a, you have a, you have a, a story now, like that. Yeah. I think it even makes you more effective and gives you more ability to connect with people. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's that's been cool to see throughout this process. Yeah, and well, dude, here's what it's done for me more than anything. Apart from just exposing like the the crap that's in me, man, and me having to deal with some stuff because yeah. that's the thing. Did you go through a situation like what I'm going through? And you can either blame everybody else or you can look inside yourself and see what the freak is wrong with you. Because mm-hmm. here's the deal, man. I've been in several relationships. I've had girlfriends here and there, right? Um, got married. The only common variable in all those things was me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's got to be something in me, man. I'm yeah. not saying that every single thing is my fault. But here's what's crazy, dude. Uh, this whole thing, you know, I'm a man of faith. Like, um, I love people. I love God. You know, all this stuff. It has challenged me in ways that I never thought I would be challenged. Yeah. And I don't mean in like some good way, like, you know, that super spiritual, like, dude, I'm just feeling so challenged in this season of yeah. life. Like, not like that. I'm talking like, man, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a month and a something weeks ago, like maybe five or six weeks ago. I was sitting there praying, dude, and I was going, God, I'm so freaking tired of this, dude. I'm like fighting for my wife, dude. I'm, 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 I'm dealing with my stuff. I'm tired of hearing victory stories about everybody's, how God saved their marriage when mine's going to hell in a handbasket, dude. Yeah. And so you start to, you know, you start to lose faith in God, dude. This crap has shaken me to the core. Yeah. And then not only that, but my faith in people, man. You think everyone's in your corner, right? And you get texts, hey, I'm praying for you, dude. Hey, I love you. And I'm like, I don't, like, no offense, dude. This is, you know, maybe offensive, but it's not that I don't want people praying for me, but dude, I like get in the fight with me, man. Yeah. Like you kind of start to see the level of friendships that you have. You want to talk about surface level relationships? Let's talk about who's coming over, you know, and let me get vulnerable, but let's talk about who's going to sit there and let me cry my freaking eyes out yeah. with them because I'm depressed as, you know, I'll get out and, and don't know what the hell's going on with my life. Yeah. Let's talk about who's going to speak a hard word to me and say, hey, bro, you effed up right here. Yeah. This thing that's you're going through, you need to you need to understand like mm. this is what was on your plate of yeah. responsibility. Yeah. And dude, it caused me to lose a lot of faith in people and in God and honestly in myself. And this whole thing, uh, I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of glad that I've been going through it. And I've told you this before, but it it led me to this place of like bro- like brokenness, dude. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, you know, about a month ago, I sat in my car uh, in front of a pond and I'd been praying and dude, just, I don't know if you ever cuss to God when you pray, but that's where I was that day. And I was just freaking angry, dude. And yeah. like letting him know what's up. And I, I just started weeping, man. Hmm. And like there, there's crying and then there's like, you know, weeping and then there's wailing. Yeah. And I was kind of somewhere like 10 steps past that, like, Ugly face, ugly sounds, can't breathe. Yeah. Like it was pretty weird. Yeah. And uh, I kind of hit this point where I'm like, okay, you know, something's got to give in me, dude. Mm-hmm. And if we're being real, dude, like you, you said it a minute ago, but like you, you've gone through kind of like the, you've gone through the waves of this. Like there was, there was a point and like, I'm, I mean, I think we've both agreed on this. Like there was a point in which like it was like blame is like, like, oh, I'm casting all blame. Right. Like, you know? Like, this is not on me. 
you know? Where, where I thought that? Yeah, yeah. Where, oh, like, dude, yeah. yeah, totally. yeah walking the first few that. weeks especially, I was just pissed off, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. If she and even, would get her crap together, this, right? Yeah, even before this, like with, you know, there was like the city church stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. And that kind of stuff. And like, and I mean, you had, you had, it's been blow after blow after blow. Um, but like what you said, man, it's just been like, it has, it's checked you like to the, to the core. And I remember like, you know, when you came back from the, from the men's retreat, you know, a few weeks ago and, and, and just had this really raw experience with God where I I loved how you said it. You were like, I went seeking, like I went looking for something and, and maybe it wasn't even, maybe it wasn't even God. I think at that point, dude, you were just kind of like. I'm giving this one last shot, yeah. you know, like, like somebody just ran, like random connection had invited you to this thing. Yeah. And, um, and you came back and had this real encounter and I think it was, and we had talked and basically at the end of the conversation, I think it came down to is like, you went seeking for God and you found it and you continue to seek and you continue to find it to where like you, you're walking through this the way that you are today. Um, you know, and like, well, man, I went to that yeah. that retreat thing, dude, and I and like you you kind of nailed it on the head there. Like you you went giving it one last shot. I went to that thing um, a little skeptical. Like I didn't, I don't really like church things. Like yeah. they're weird to me. And so I went to this thing. Like, well, okay, somebody told me to go, and and somebody even helped pay my way to get me to go there. Wow. And so I went just going, okay. Um, and I remember telling God, dude, kind of praying, like, here's the deal. I, I, where I am intellectually and what I believe cognitively is like, I can't just not believe in God. Yeah. I don't have the ability not to believe in God right now yeah. because I do believe in him. Yeah. I may be pissed off at him sometimes, but I had kind of got to this point where I was like, you know what? God, either you're going to break through this weekend or dude, I'm out. Yeah. And I can't deny your existence because I genuinely believe you are, but you're an asshole and I don't want anything to do with you. Mm. Like, that's how I felt, man. And I know that that's terrible and people probably think that's extremely blasphemous mm. and good, that's fine. I don't care. That's how I felt that day. Yeah. And man, I had like a, uh, oh, bro, it was just so weird. I don't, I don't even know how to talk about it with people because they think I'm nuts, but I had like an encounter, man. Yeah. Something, uh, just a, a check in my soul. Mm. And uh, dude, it was like the worst feeling in the world, but yeah. so good for me, man. Yeah. It was like surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really believe that if I hadn't have had that, that I would have started walking this, this, uh, I think maybe not immediately, but I think I would have headed down a journey, you know, not trusting God, man. Like if you're a believer and you don't trust God, like it's a very conflicting thing. And I mm-hmm. think I would have walked down maybe not atheist or agnostic, mm-hmm thoughts because like I said in in my head I'd have these beliefs but man it would have been like you would have put something else in that place yeah you I, know? I just don't want anything to do with you God I'm gonna do my own thing yeah. and look I gave it a fair shot but you know screw you you don't yeah. really love me and care for me yeah and that's what everyone likes to say right yeah and what's crazy dude is this is not we're talking about a month ago man yeah you know we had already recorded a couple podcast. We recorded a podcast the day before I left, man. Yeah. This is not like whenever I was, you know, such a apostate like <laughs> heathen. Yeah. This this is where I'm at right now, dude. Yeah. And every day I wake up, sometimes I wake up and go, God, I want to trust you, but right now I freaking don't. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something, and like, 
this this came up in this conversation I was having the other day, and I may be totally off when I say like this kind of stuff, but um, but I I remember you know I have no experience with what you're going through at all, but I, I was going through at, at that point in my life what was my lowest point. I just walked away from a incredibly horrible relationship, had no direction, had no like yeah you know that was a job I thought I was gonna get. And because of the stuff that I'd been pursuing, like I didn't get that job. Um, and I remember uh, uh, Chad Graves, he was uh, uh, my pastor at the time. I was down at my dad's for the weekends, like just kind of hanging out. And I was down at my dad's farm. <clears throat> I think I was just like sitting on the porch or something and, and Chad called. And I just happened to be like on the porch. It's like the only place you can get service down there. And he calls me. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, um, I'm just hanging out. You know, and he, I mean, he knew, he knew where I was at and, uh, and he, he kind of asked some, you know, kind of hard questions. And, and I remember he, he said something, he was like, well, so what are you going to do? Like moving forward? I was like, I don't know, man. I, I just don't, I don't think I'm ready to just like dive into something. I I'm not ready. And he was like, what do you, what do you mean? You're not ready. And I was like, well, I'm not ready. Like I just, I just got, got out of this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm hurt. I'm broken. Like all this stuff. Um, and he said, do you, do you trust God? Like, do you believe in God? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean. I'm not really happy with him at the moment, but yeah, I believe in him. Yeah. And he was like, well, do you believe that, that, you know, Jesus died on the cross for you? And I was like, Chad, what, this is not Sunday school, homie. What are you, right. what, are you, what are you getting at? And he was like, do you believe that the spirit of God lives in you and is guiding you? And I was like, once again, yes. You know, and he said, well, then you're ready. Like, you, you, what else do you need? You know, like, what else are you waiting for? What else are you trying? Mm -hmm. like, or what, what else are you seeking to, to try to, make you better right you know and i just remember like being so checked in that moment to think that like that was something that i could do that was going to get me like to put me at the starting line for whatever the next chapter of my life was um and how kind of stupid and selfish that was um and i think it just goes with what you're saying dude is like i you know i know we're talking about relationships but there's a whole other mess of crap that people are going through right now like, even in like the the small group of of couples that I that you know Alicia and I spend time with like there's just a there's some crazy crap going on like, yeah man. even even today like one of my buddies he lost a a family member the dude was like oh yeah wasn't even thirty five and he and he it, he died because of um, what alcohol alcoholism had done to his, his right. body and I mean like how do you deal with that like you know like that kind of stuff and um, all all I know man like it kind of goes back to this idea of like connecting. All I know to point people to nowadays is like offer a helping hand and like you know, and 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 talk and be as real as possible. But like, yeah. if you if you're looking for something to connect with, if you're looking for something to like add value to your life in the middle of the the crap storm that you're walking through, um, nothing nothing like physical in this world is going to do that for you. And it's kind of like what it's kind of like what Chad was telling me that day is yeah. like. If if you know God, and even if you don't know God, like there's nothing that you can do. There's not a, there's not a amount of counseling you can go to. There's not a amount of prescription medication you can take, um, alcohol, porn, whatever that kind of stuff. Like none of that stuff's gonna like take away the unfulfilled like feelings that you have. Um, and if you want to get real and you want to get authentic, then. Um, you gotta go. You gotta go seeking for something that's gonna that's gonna f fulfill that, you know. And I, all I know in my life for that to be right is is the gospel of Jesus, you know. Yeah. And all this stuff that you're going through, like 
and I mean this when I say this, the stuff that Matt is going through has like personally affected me, huh. like in a, in a, I'd say a, in a healthy way, like, cool. like seeing you stuff go, th- like watching you go through this stuff. Um, because we're, we're friends with you and Chrissy, like my, like we, like right. we spend a lot of time with you guys. Um, and not that this is like, I'm not going to make this about me and like, oh my gosh, you guys are going through this and it's just so hard. Like, no, like, right. no, <laughs> no like, I mean, that, but it did, it does affect everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, and, and I, I just say all that to say, man, like one, it, it's, it sucks, but two, like God is doing stuff like in your life and through your life that like we, we don't even see right now, you know? Yeah. Um, like preparing you. It's kind of like what that girl was saying the other day at the coffee shop is like, um, like you're being equipped for something right now that honestly doesn't make a lot of sense right now. Right. You know, but um, it's gearing you up for something, for this this story, and, you know. And but anyways, but yeah, um, and, and I would just say like, you know, you mentioned you say that for you like that that's that's the Jesus thing. That's the place of value, man. And. Um, look, I, I have a lot of friends that don't necessarily believe in God or Jesus or yeah. follow any sort of Christian like worldview. But one thing I think we can all agree on is that all the material, like all the, even people, man, like we're not going to find, we're all kind of searching. I think this is my opinion. Yeah. I think we're all kind of searching for the deeper stuff, man. Absolutely. Like, and we, I think we settle for cheap intimacy, if you want to call it that. And I wish... <laughs> One of my when when we talk about something triggered me a second ago. We were talking about this, but like we talk about all the good stuff. Like like you're highlighting, and I appreciate this. It's been super encouraging. But we're talking about like, man, this is how even though it's been bad, it's been really good. Mm-hmm. I wish that we could take in a freaking hour and and like talk about the real hard stuff, man. Yeah, like I've tried know. to touch on some of that stuff, yeah. but dude, and this goes beyond Matt's struggle, Matt's mm-hmm. marriage, divorce, whatever. This is like. Man, for John Doe, listen to this right now, going through a totally separate thing. Mm-hmm. The reality is that guy or that gal, dude, they're freaking hurting. They're they're pissed, or they're you know their their beliefs are being shaken, or they don't have any beliefs, and yeah. it's confusing. Whatever, dude. My point is that the last thing I want to do is 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 really even say like, yeah, look at me, man. There's so much hope and encouragement. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just not. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of want to be the guy, at least in this moment, in this season for me, where I can kind of go, hey, bro, that feeling of hopelessness that you feel, I relate to it. And I'm not going to feed you some positive message Mm. that might not make you feel better, even though I do believe that there's a positive thing. I just kind of want to sit in that in that lack of hope with you and just say, hey, man, I was a pastor. I was a you know, the good Christian dude. Yeah. Like I was the guy who kind of was, had a platform to have his crap together. And I know what it's like to sit there with all these expectations and just feel like shit, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, man, if I can, if there's one person that listens to this and goes like, dang, yeah, I feel you there, bro. Then I'll feel super good about this, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't ever. Yeah, I appreciate. No, and that. you didn't. No, I mean, no, no, no. I know, I get it, I get it. And I'm not. I don't ever want to be this happy-go-lucky. Like it'll all be. Okay. I even said that earlier. Like, I don't want to be that. It'll be yeah. okay, guy. Um, 
and like I said, I haven't walked through what you're walking through. And 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 in in comparison to most people, I haven't been through you know, like some of the more raw stuff that, that people go through. Right. Um, I, like I've had, I've surrounded myself with people that, that go through that stuff, you know, yeah. like the kids I used to work with, like I saw that stuff every day. Sure. Um, and, uh, and, and it's, and, and it's interesting you say that because there's a lot of different kinds of people and there's a lot of different kinds of responses to the crap we go through. Um, and, uh, I think for me, like with the, the people that I worked with, like I, I couldn't be that way. Like I couldn't be like there's there's not time to sit in that like hopelessness for 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 some people, right. you know. But then for others, like, and I'm like this, like I I want a quick fix. Oh, like yeah. I'm the kind of person, like, dude, if and I have to be really cautious of this, but like sometimes if I'm going through something like that that does suck, it's really easy for me to like go work on a project or, you know, or do something really quick that like, yeah. you know, I can get affirmation in to make yeah. me feel better. Um, but then like, just to go back to the next day feeling like, like garbage. And so, yeah. so I totally agree with you, man. Like in, and um, I do think that it's good. Like you do bring like that whole, you know, Hey, there's hope there's cause, you know, like, no, but <laughs> yeah. that's good. Cause, cause yeah. for a guy like me, I can get stuck in the, mm. in, in the, in the junk and I forget that kind of stuff. Mm. And maybe, maybe you get stuck in the, positive like yeah, almost no. like i can't face the reality of the situation because i'm trying so hard to see hope in it so mm-hmm. i mean i don't know dude yeah you put me and you together and i think it almost balances yeah for sure you know it gives us perspective that we both need probably which is cool because that kind of ties back into this whole idea of mm-hmm. relationships man yeah. that's why they're so important yeah because i need somebody like you to be able to encourage and you need somebody mm-hmm. to me like me to yeah. to kind of be a douchebag it's <laughs> funny yeah i and i used to be the douchebag dude i used to be I used to, and, and I do, I said it earlier, dude, I struggle, like, like, cynicism is my greatest struggle in life, mm-hmm. like, just walking around with this negative, like, you know, judging the world kind of, kind of vibe, um, and so, <laughs> uh, I do find, like, there are times that I find myself, like, being that guy of, like, you know, the Captain Hope, or whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> Captain Hope, but, uh, um, but it's funny, because to go back to all this, like, relationships, specifically like my relationship with my wife, but, um, especially my relationship with my family, dude, cause I was always really like nasty and broken. Um, still is in some regards, but, yeah. um, but you have to push back the, the garbage, um, in order to, to find some, to find some light in there with, within those relationships and stuff, you know, relationships. And honestly, I don't, I don't care about even having like whether they're good or bad it's just kind of like whatever um like in a in a really big way that's incredibly selfish and that that stuff has been kind of drawn out of me over the last couple years a lot of that has to do with my family you know yeah yeah um and and starting to invest in those relationships to honestly has it does nothing for me you know but but if it was about me then it wouldn't be a a real relationship, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, but man, no, I appreciate you being, being raw. And this is going to be one of our, our longer podcasts, but um, yeah, I, hope I that, think, hope no, but I think, I think this is stuff that, that people need to hear. I think this is stuff that For people sure. don't talk about enough. Right. And, uh, relationships are hard. Like they're incredibly hard. And, uh, it, we, we were talking before we started this and, and I said like, it's probably the same for you, man, is that the last, 
I'd say six months have challenged like every thread in my body of, <laughs> of who I am. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and there's things that are, are being drawn out of me right now that I've never like, like good, like good things right, right, and right. bad things, but like good things in me that I've never like had to do. Um, and therefore it's, 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 it's challenging, but, 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 you know, good in a sense. And so, but yeah. anyways, let's, so. uh, let's end. Let me, let me share a quick story. This Go will be it. a little, little comic relief for you at, at my own expense. So this is what I was going to say earlier, dude. We were, I don't even remember oh, the bathroom what story. About. Oh yeah. The bathroom story. Okay. So is that the what you're going to tell? Yeah, it okay, is. Yeah. So, um, here's, here's basically how this went down, dude. We're in our first year of marriage and, uh, we live in a one-bedroom apartment. So you've got your living room with a kitchen attached to it, one bedroom, and in the bedroom, it's like a uh, like a hallway bathroom. Like, it, it's a, it's just a long bathroom. Closets on each side when we walk in. So me and my wife, uh, we're just going to town arguing and stuff like that. Well, I get pissed off, dude, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to walk off, dude. Well, in a in a 600-square-foot apartment, dude, like, your options are limited. You've got uh, the pantry, You've got the kitchen, but you're still in the same room, sort of. Or you've got the bedroom or bathroom. All right, so you look real stupid fighting in a one-bedroom apartment when you try to storm off. You go three feet, and, like, that's your storm off. So you got to make it pretty dramatic. So, dude, I storm off, man, and I'm like, I'm going to show her. She's in the living room. I storm off right through our bedroom, dude, walk through the bathroom, shut the door and lock it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, ha. And so I just sit down. I put the (laughs) toilet seat down, and I sit on the toilet, right? Um, and then I'm just sitting there sulking and being ticked. And all of a sudden I realized like, oh crap, dude, I just locked myself in the bathroom. Well, I'm not going to walk out because I have too much pride for that. And we have a cat and the cat litter box was in, uh, the bathroom with us. And I guess the cat had snuck in the bathroom or was already in there. I don't know. So I'm sitting there, I'm ticked off. I'm going to withhold it. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to outlast. I'm not walking out. And the cat starts taking a dump. So I'm sitting in the bathroom, sulking. I'm not comfortable because I'm sitting on a toilet seat with my, yeah. you know, like with the lid down. And the cat's next to me dumping. And I'm just being mad. But I won't leave, dude. My pride was too big. And so then all of a sudden I hear this knock on the door. Or I hear the door handle shake. And the door, of course, the door is locked. And she's like, Matt. And I don't say anything. And she's like, knock, knock, knock. Matt, like, you're locked in the bathroom. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, God, like. This is not a win. Even though I've outlasted, this does not feel like a win. And so, uh, man, that's my freaking story. Everybody, here's the deal. We're deucing out. So do us a favor. Thanks for listening. This was a super long one. Um, Cody just walked downstairs. I think he's going to pee. So it's just me right now. So I could say bad things about him and he wouldn't know. But uh, hey, listen, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thanks for listening. I know this was long. Um, some of this was was super cool to share. Some of it was pretty hard, but thanks for listening. Um, hey, do us a favor. Go follow our Facebook page. Um, go subscribe to our channel on the podcast app on iTunes. Um, you know, give us some likes. Maybe rate us if you can. And uh, seriously, throw some comments on there, man. We love hearing the feedback. We've got some super tight messages from people. Um, so keep sending those, man. We lo- We do read those and we'll respond to everything because um, we're not famous yet so once we get famous we may start ditching you i don't know but i'm kidding so uh yeah do that and uh yeah till the next time dude out